Awesome. Well, now we get to hear the word of God tonight. I'm so excited. We get to hear from three incredible young up and coming speakers. The first one that I get to introduce is Mr. Nick Hickman. Um, Nick has been a very close friend of Isaac and mine for um, quite a few years now. And um, I can tell you this for certain that he is one of the most consistent and honoring people that really exists. I think, Nick, you've been serving, I can't see you, but you've been serving here in the house for like 15 plus years. Maybe something like that. You can correct me when you're up here. But um, yeah, just absolutely fantastic heart. Um, along with his beautiful wife, Shekinah, they are just an incredible couple in this church. He leads our um, worship team so well. So Nick, I'd love to welcome you up. Why don't you um, stand up and give him a round of applause as he heads up here. Thank you, Joel. You can sit down, bend. Um, don't go yet, actually. How awesome is our youth band? I love our youth band. So, Ike is, Ike is 17, Tossie is 13, Mia is 15, and then Jeremiah is 14, right? These guys, I wish I was like them when I was their age. Let's give them a hand as you guys can, you guys can scoot. You're good. Um, I just would like to honour our amazing senior pastors. Um, our senior pastors, I was down at our national conference this week with a whole bunch of pastors in C3, um, and a lot of them are good, but I am so grateful that we have Pastor John and Danielle. No, no, like the other guys are honestly great, but Pastor John and Danielle are just some of the best senior pastors. You, ben, you go, leave. You're good, you're good, you guys are good. Scoot, sorry. Uh, my wife thinks I have ADHD. Um, but so, my senior pastors, Pastor John, Daniel, um, our, our vision as a church is transform lives. And I love something I love about our senior pastors is it's not like that's just a vision for if you're new to church or um, if you've got some stuff to work on. That's for every single person here. And Pastor John and Danielle model that so well as two people who lean into being transformed by Jesus. So let's put our hands together for our senior pastors. Um, tonight we're chatting about something that God has done in our life in the last 12 months. So 12 months ago, I was engaged. I wasn't married yet. Um, if I was not engaged right now, I'd be feeling the pressure. Um, but uh, married, we're good. Uh, uh, yeah, we were, we were about to be married. Um, and yeah, it was awesome. I, I love my wife. She's amazing. Um, and in the last 12 months, we have had... We, we've had 10, our income has changed 10 times, and that's just like the rate that we've been paid, not just like hours and stuff, that's like a weekly change, but our actual dollars per hour has changed 10 times. Um, a lot of those have been good, some of those have been not so good, and if you're like me, when the not so good changes happen, you kind of want to really like take control of the situation, and you want to jump in and be like, this is what I'm doing right now, and uh, it's very easy to leave God in the background, right? Um, and very luckily for us, uh, almost like the Holy Spirit knows what He's doing, uh, <laughs> early, early in our marriage, God gave me this scripture. If we can have the Matthew scripture up, friends up the back. Here we go. It says, Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Keep going. Um, for the Gentiles, um, seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. And then it says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added onto you. Um, 
I remember reading that and being like, cool, I don't need to stress about, about what we're going to eat. Uh, I don't need to stress about, you know, like the water being shut. And then I was like, I don't need to worry about what we're going to wear. That's a, bit, that's a bit of a weird one. Um, and then that week, like all my pants ripped. And then even, <laughs> I'm not even joking, even this week, I was going down to national conference and I had two pairs of pants ripped. It's like um, a special gift the Lord's giving me just to remind me not to, not to be anxious about it. But it can be so easy, especially with money, right? Or situations that we feel like we can't control to jump in and be like, nope, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sort this out. I'm going to work more. I'm going to get another job. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and God's there like, hey, I, I want to help, um, and it's like, it's like I was, I was probably six years old, and my family was on a, on a bike ride up at Kiwana, and um, the trees there are like brutal with their bark, right, it is like, a, it's dangerous, because me and my brother were racing, I'm on my bike with my training wheels on, and my brother's on his tricycle, and we're racing to see who's going to be at the front, and Jacob like runs into me and knocks me into a tree, and to my six-year-old self, it felt like my arm was coming off, like there was just blood everywhere, and I was dying, um, it was probably just a couple little cuts, but you know, to me, I felt like I was dying, and I remember sitting in the bath, and I remember thinking and being like, dad's going to come in, and he's going to tell me, I've got to wash my arm and I, that's going to hurt because there's like bark and there's dirt in there and it's going to suck and then my, you know, like your arm gets all stiff and I was like, if we can leave it a couple days or if we can leave it a week, it's not going to hurt as much. Uh, and dad comes in and I'm like, dad, listen, I know what you're going to say, but I've thought this through. I'm six years old now. Let's just leave it a week. And obviously, if we did that, my arm would have like gotten infected and we'd probably have to chop it off or whatever they do with infected arms. Right? But how often do we do that exact same thing with God? Where we're like, God, I'm 26 now, or God, I'm 50 now, or God, I'm insert your age here now. I know what I'm doing. Just let me do, it. Let me do my thing. And then the arm gets infected, and then we're there having our arm chopped off going, God, why did you let this happen to me? Right? So I hope that's encouraged you tonight to trust in God, let Him into your circumstances. Thank you so much. I love that. Trust God, especially before your arm gets chopped off. That's so awesome. Nick, Nick's also hilarious. I didn't say that when I introduced him, but he's a, he's a good friend. He's a funny friend too. Um, love that, Nick. Can we give it up one more time for Nick? That was incredible. So, so deep and profound, yet so witty. Love it. Well, the next person that I get to introduce up is uh, another very close friend of mine. I feel very honored tonight um, introducing these people. Um, I get to introduce the wonderful Kirsty Johnson-Wise. Um, Kirsty is one of, yeah, what I can say this, like one of my closest friends. And in the time of, of knowing her, she's become um, actually a wife and a mother of two. Um, she is the most thoughtful person that I've ever met. She like will meet you, remember something about you, see something in the shops and buy it for you. That reminds, like she's crazy. She's so loving, um, so wonderful and just loves Jesus with all her heart. And I'm gonna just introduce you up now. Everyone give it up for Kirsty. You guys can sit down. I'd just like to honor Pastor John and Pastor Dan. You guys are so faith-filled and loving, and you're always encouraging me, you're believing in me, and you see the best in me. So thank you so much. So as you all know, I'm a mum to two amazing little boys, Milo, who's nearly three, and Arrow, who's almost one. 
Um, they're the two cutest little boys. I'm probably biased, but that is true. So Jake and I have just hit a massive milestone with Milo. He's finally toilet trained. Praise Jesus, I can save money on nappies. So when your child first starts to learn how to go to the toilet, there are plenty of accidents and messy moments. I've been outside hosing off many pairs of pooey undies, or truth be told, if they were beyond repair, they'd go into the bin. But between the poo and cleaning, there are moments of reward and accomplishment, especially for Milo when he could see how proud of him Jake and I were. While reflecting on our journey with Milo, I realized there are similarities between toilet training and the way God transforms our lives. It's a messy process that can be filled with tantrums and discouragement, but also triumph and joy. Often during that process of refinement, much like my son's undies, stuff needs to go into the bin. And God does not do this as a mean, distant dictator, but as a loving father who wants the best for his child. It's called sanctification, becoming more like Christ through the obedience, which is enabled through the Holy Spirit. For me, God has transformed my life over the past 12 months through sanctification. This looked like stepping into a new season of becoming a mum of two, while still being a wife, balancing leadership roles and work commitments. There have been times that I've definitely felt like I'm treading water and that my head is just scraping the surface trying to work out how to survive. But in those moments, I realized that in order to keep myself from drowning, I didn't have to work harder or strive. I just needed to open the living, breathing word of God. Much like toilet training, this has steps. This book is the Bible. This is our guide to life, and this is given directly from God. It shows us his character, gives wisdom and truth. How could I expect to be obedient if I wasn't emptying me of myself and drawing on the living water of God's word? Today, if you feel like you aren't hearing from God, my challenge to you is, are you actually opening his word? Because those words are him speaking directly to us whenever we read them. How this works for me is getting up before my two boys and putting my phone on airplane mode. That is a must. I have three songs that I play while spending time with God. These three songs add up to about 20 minutes and that allows me to soak in the presence of God. There are days, though, that Milo or Arrow will wake up while I'm spending time with God, and if that happens, I'll grab them and they'll just sit in with me. But there are some days that Milo will interrupt me and ask me to pray for our dog, Daisy. <laughs> in the past year, I've really had to rely on God, because every time I rely on myself, I draw from an empty well. I realize that I can't do things by myself or out of my own strength. But when I reach this place, God is always there waiting. Isaiah 43 verse 2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Over the past year, we have experienced more sickness than ever before. I remember Milo getting excited when driving past the emergency department as he thought it was fun to be there. A few years ago, if I was going through anything rough, I would have just shut off and moped around complaining that life was so hard. My faith was small and my eyes were on myself. But now I'm walking through these testing times, recognizing that I am truly blessed no matter what I am facing. Not because God is a genie who wants to make my life easy, but because through God I am saved, set free and redeemed. 
He never leaves me in challenges, and even if the trials were to never go on my way, uh, to go away on my last day, I will be with him. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. God's ways are flawless and he is sovereign over all things. No matter what challenges I face, whether God works a miracle in that space or not, his ways are perfect and we are commanded to trust him with all of our heart. That's why it's so important to be in the word of God. When I look at my circumstances and use that to measure God, I may paint him as, as unfair, evil, unjust, or mean. But when I know God's character, because I have read about it and gone into a quiet place with him, I can look at my circumstances and measure that by who God is, and suddenly the things of earth become strangely dim in the light of his beautiful, undeserved glory and grace. So to sum up how God has transformed me in the past 12 months, it is that in all things he is good. And when I'm at the ends of myself, that is where true joy is found. Because I turn my eyes from me to him, my creator and saviour. I'll just quickly close in prayer. God, I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you are continuously transforming our lives for the better. I pray that your peace and love can surround everyone in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Give it up for Kirsty. So beautiful. I love the story of the pooey undies because you had like the parents, like the experienced, like have hosed down pooey undies before laughing so hard and like the youth who have yet to babysit yet like almost vomit in their mouths. It was so good. It was such a beautiful moment. Um, but Kirsty, I love that. I love that you were talking about in hard moments, you didn't need to actually strive or even work harder. It was opening the Bible. It's opening the living, breathing word of God. I think that's so powerful. Let's give it up one more time for Kirsty. So, so good. Awesome. Well, we, like, we don't even have that many friends, but I do get to introduce another really close friend of ours tonight. Um, Sam Byrne, he is um, a very close friend of mine, but Isaac's best mate. He was um, the best man at our wedding, actually. Um, recently engaged to Alex. We've been able to watch these guys grow together so much. It's been so beautiful. But um, Sam is someone who is, he's a brilliant thinker, and he deeply cares about people. Um, I, I feel like I like watch him like he's not actually analyzing people as much as he's just like probably praying for them or something um, but um, yeah he is a, just an absolutely wonderful person um, he loves Jesus so well um, so would you please stand and give it up for Sam Byrne as he comes up thank you you guys can grab your seat thank you I am actually praying for people that's very true that's yeah that's what I'm doing most of the time, I'm probably just zoning out, to be honest. <laughs> I'm probably tired or something, but how are you guys going? You well? Good. Thank you very much. Uh, we got engaged. Very exciting. And uh, thank you very much for, yeah, all the messages and support and everything. We love having you there doing it with us. I think one of the hardest things is seeing everyone. I don't really know what to say when people said, you know, congratulations. Like, how do you respond to that? Thank you. Like, I don't know. But yeah, we appreciate you, we love you, and uh, very excited. I also do want to honor my mom on Mother's Day, and uh, she's here today, and I do want to say, Mama, I'm thankful for you, I appreciate you and everything that you've done for us kids, and just the way that you brought us up, 
um, the love, the environment that you've created for us and the small things to, oh, you're crying, don't do that. <laughs> and uh, the small, I'm going to just, the small things that you've done, <laughs> like um, helping us with our assignments uh, to the big things of just inviting us to live with Jesus and have those morals and values. So on Mother's Day, I love you and I honor you. Thank you. Okay. David Crowder just texted me, congratulations. Thank you, David. You're behind the eight ball there, but that's okay. All right, so we're talking today about things that transformed us. In this theme of transformation, things that have helped us transform. So I'd love to talk to you about something that's very special to me, and that is prayer. And I love prayer, and my journey of prayer has started off, and it's very interesting. Um, as I said, I grew up in a Christian household, but for me, prayer was the genie prayers that Kurt was saying. It was very much, a, I want this. I was, God was somewhere distant. I didn't really know who he is. There was no connection. It was some concept but it was just, uh, I would like this, I would like that. I've been taught how to pray, but there was no connection. Until something happened in grade 12, which kind of changed it for me. And I remember going to this party, and I attended. It was after some exams. And I remember at this party, I had a disagreement with a certain someone. Um, and I ended up um, just disagreeing with them, and they ended up doing something that wasn't quite honoring the relationship. And so it was getting quite late, and I left the party. And as melancholies do, I thought the best thing to cope with that was to sit with my thoughts and to process that. Um, so I went up to a nice mountain called Lions Park and Budrum. You may have heard of it. Yeah? Good. Process there before, I see. Yeah, good. Okay. And so I sat there, and I was sitting on a bench, and I was just going through the things in my mind, as us melancholies do, and just thinking about things, how things go, and actually being quite angry at God. Because for me, it was, I'm living this way. How come stuff like this happens? And the truth is, I probably wasn't living the best way, but there were still things that were going on. And so I was fighting with God, taking shots at him, kind of disagreeing with him. And I remember he spoke to me while I was doing this. And the way he speaks to me is not audibly, but just a strong impression, a direction. And so I was sitting at this bench at this time, and he says, go up by this rail. And so I go up to this rail, and he says, look down to the coastline there. Notice that there's two types of lights, white and orange. The white lights are going to be moments in your life that you bring me in. Because you bring me in, my hand will be upon you. My favor will be upon you in that situation. The orange lights are the moments that you don't do this. And because of that, I can't come in. Because of that, the world will be, or the world will have that situation the way that it wants to. And as I was reflecting on this, I was quite gobsmacked, this revelation, but I noticed that there was actually more orange lights than there were white. And so that kind of got me back into not liking God's own and why would you tell me this and the anger and the pain of why would you, why would you say something like that if this is the way that it's going to be? And as I was kind of getting back into the zone of just 
getting angry at him. He spoke to me again and he said, no, look harder. So I was noticing these lights and trying to count, I don't know, try and bring out the ships, see if they have white lights on them, just trying to get anything to boost my numbers. <laughs> but there was nothing, still like two-thirds more orange. And then he said, no, look to me. And as I lifted my eyes up, there was just a sky full of bright white stars, 360 degrees. And he says, if you bring me into your moments, this can be your future. Favor will be upon you and you will have me in those moments. And that for me is the game changer for prayer. Prayer is no longer a genie prayer. Uh, prayer is bringing God into moments in your life. And so prayer now looks like for me, starting in the morning, if we can have Matthew 6, 6 up, if that's okay, get my notes sorted. Uh, Matthew 6, 6, it starts, it says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is an unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. This is how I pray. When I wake up, I close the door, I sit in my bed, and I pray. I read my Bible, I worship, but the main thing for me is I want to connect my heart to Him. I want to elevate Him above every single possible thing that is fighting for my heart. Because I don't know about you, but there's things in your heart that can vie for your attention. They, become, they can become the most important thing to you. Finances, work for that day, can be people, how people see you, can be you and your decisions. You can be the most important thing. I call it sitting on the throne of your heart. What is sitting on the throne of your heart today? What is going to dictate your thoughts, your behaviors? And so in that transaction of prayer, in that quiet time, that's where you're shifting and you're almost placing a crown on Jesus and saying, today you're going to be on the throne. And that's the transaction. That's the transformation that happens. And I found that in the days that you do do that, things change. You're no longer nervous or anxious about things that usually would. You can start to push out and your behavior changes beyond what you normally would. You begin to pray. You begin to worship. For me, I, I uh, encourage people. I start to tell them about Jesus. And it's the little things too. Like you'd be walking past some litter and you're just trying to keep walking past it and deny that thing. But then all of a sudden you're 10 minutes and then, uh, sorry, 10 meters and the thing keeps prompting and you've got to go back and pick up that litter. It's little things like that that I wouldn't normally do, but because the Holy Spirit is on the throne, they're the little things. But then it's the big things. Jesus telling them about church, these kind of things. Talking about transformation that all happens in the quiet time. And so that's the power of prayer. But the other thing too is like we were saying, he lives with you, but then he also hands you things. He gives you favor like that star story was saying. And I found that when I prayed and I brought God into moments and prayed for things, these things happen without my strength. There is an amazing favor and an amazing anointing and strength that comes upon the situation that things somehow just happen. And uh, one of them is a university degree that I was far too young to get into. I was very underqualified. There was hundreds of people that applied and 25 people got in and yet somehow... And I was on paper, not the, not the right pick. Another one was while I was studying too. 
Uh, you shouldn't really have a job. It's so rare. But I remember applying for a job on Tuesday, getting an interview Wednesday, and then Thursday getting the job. And that's something that shouldn't usually happen and is so rare. And that's nothing to do with me. That's everything to do with God because I brought him in. And Psalm 37 and 4 talks directly about this. It says, Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And that is what we're doing. Every time we bring him into these moments, we enjoy him, we delight in him, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And there's been nothing more that I've been delighting for or praying for than the person that I've wanted to marry. And I've been praying for this for a very long time. And I have found, or God has made, someone who has exceeded my prayers and has been able to uh, invite them into my life. And I've dated that person that I've been praying for. And on Monday, I was able to ask this person to marry me. And she said yes, which is very exciting. And uh, as I said, nothing to do with me. I mean, you look at her, you look at me. And then you look at her, and then you look to Jesus, because you shouldn't, you shouldn't be looking at her for too long, because she's taken now, all right? So you don't, that's mine. And then you look to Jesus, because this is the kind of stuff that God does when you begin to bring him into situations. It's not by my might, nor by my power, but by his spirit, that things begin to shift when God begins to come into your life, and you bring him into these moments. So you can take that off, I keep... I'm getting distracted there. Amen. It's still there, guys. Okay, it's gone. Thank you, Lord. Prayer is powerful. And I don't know where you're up to in your prayer journey. Um, you could not be praying or you could be praying a little bit. But for me, I love prayer, but I definitely do not do it all the time. There's certainly been moments of sleeping in. Uh, moments of wanting to pray, but I, I haven't. And I've, I've felt the tug to pray, but I've decided to do other things that I wanted to instead. But I'm thankful that God's not after our perfection. He just wants you. He wants your heart. And He loves the time that you and Him have together. And that's all that He wants. So every prayer is powerful. Every prayer is progress. And I encourage you tonight, Go home and pray to him. Tomorrow morning, go and pray to him. Start five minutes, ten minutes. And nothing complex, just, Lord, I bring you into this situation. I bring you into today. Tell him your anxieties, your worries. He's called the wonderful counselor for a, re a reason. Tell him the things that you've been thinking about, you're grateful for. That's as easy as it is. And so, uh, just quickly, if you wanted to close your eyes, I just wanted to pray for you in this moment. And thank you, Father, we honor you, we glorify you, Jesus. And right now, as we're speaking about all these things that are transforming us, Father, there is a common theme that is coming out, and that is to seek you, to trust you, because you are the miracle worker, the way maker, Father. So right now, we lift you up, we honor you, Jesus, and we just draw near. Help us to have the intention, the fire, and the desire for you, Lord. And draw near to us as we draw near to you. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.
So good, so good.